2: Like <laughs> you know, a little, a little, this is called day drinking, where I yes. And tap beer. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good, you. A lot uh, of head. You good head. Dude,
0: yeah. he handed that beer, and the first thing I said to in my you brain was, there's no it. way he's going to make the head joke.
2: You're going to make a head joke, too? Yeah. Michael Albert, hello!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we don't need no stinking rooftop, because here's what we got. Three of the brightest minds in the game today, UFC 276, and four words for you, brother. Real talk.
0: Like men. That's five fucking words. <laughs> you know, Las Vegas may suck, but International Fight Week's pretty great, yeah. and we're here to talk about it. The fighting part, anyway. That's Brian Campbell. That's Chuck Mendenhall. I'm Luke Thomas. This is the official Morning Combat UFC 276 pregame preview. What's up, gentlemen? Salute, by the way, boys. Yeah. yeah. This one. Can Cheers. We, can we can Some we
2: toast? Beer, finally. Can we toast to uh, chicks without kids? I used to make a lot of toast.
0: With them. I always did. Uh, here's to swimming with bow-legged women. Yep. <laughs> That's and, my uh, favorite. I'll drink. You the know, bowl. the only thing
2: Don't I, I your by the way, I,
0: I shit on Las Vegas, but I got to say one thing nice about Las Vegas. I do like to kid it, it, it is a little like Dave & Buster's, if, if Dave & Buster's was a city, but...
2: Uh, <laughs> is Michael Chandler on that commercial? No, I don't no, no, no.
0: But I will say this about Vegas, the one thing they have great, they not only have uh, weed drive-throughs, they have 24-hour weed drive-throughs. Wow, wow. Uh, so, shouts to Vegas, they're living the dream. Yeah. It's
1: improved quite a bit from the days it has we improved. really hated
0: it. You know what, it's actually true, when we first went to Vegas like in the aughts, or like the early yeah. 2010s, I mean, Vegas is, listen, if you like Vegas, it's always been great. But for if you don't like Vegas, it was, you know, hard to go. Uh, It's still pretty gross, but (laughs) it has a lot more charm to it than it did even 10 years ago.
1: I like the days when you could just go to the MGM Grand and you never had to leave it. Yeah. Or the Mandalay Bay. It was like you are just planted there until you went back to the airport. Chuck, in
2: terms of... Washedness and current status. What Vegas casinos could you compare Luke and I to at this point? <laughs> oh, all right. Porsche. In terms of the <laughs> por- circus, circus,
1: <laughs> circus, circus. <laughs> Man, that's probably about right. Dude, yeah, I one time
0: right. I one time went to a place. Oh my god! I'm no, we're, gonna, we're
2: Park MGM at least. We're a little maybe, shiny, maybe but we're really so a No,
0: we're the Monte Carlo when it burned, and yeah. then they replaced oh it with god. the uh, Park MGM. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're fucking. I'm more of the top uh. four
2: floors, the Nomad. You know, that that's that, I'm a little classier. You know.
0: Uh, well, that's where that's where the action's gonna be. Well, of course, that's across the street from the TV. Hey, but T-Mobile Chuck, arena. did you
2: not get the mo- memo about these? Incredible MK Bomber jackets that. that make you look 10 pounds yeah. lighter and 20 years younger?
1: You know? No, yeah. no those, know are BC, nice. those are very nice. very nice.
0: BC uh, saw mine. He was like, you almost look cool. I was like,
1: almost. That's the key. Yeah. Almost. Chuck, how you been, bud? I'm good, man. I kind of have to, I prefer the black, I think. That's pretty cool, but the green is...
2: Right there, too. You, you, so you, you look You like good. the jacket like you like your, your coffee, eyes.
1: is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like your search history on, <laughs> on RedTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: they, they, at some point, they are going to want us to talk about fights, but we only have one rule on the show, okay. truck, in case you didn't realize. We're looking unfiltered. We're looking no strings attached. We're looking for real talk. Like what? Like men do. How many oh, words is
1: that Brian Campbell? So
2: as wrote? long as you're as long as long you're capable of going there with us, I mean, Chuck. You know what I'm saying? At least I'm
1: on set. You guys yeah. first wanted to do this around a burning trash can, so uh, this yeah, is... Yeah, well, this. we normally do this on the
0: roof of this building, but the crew was like, look, we're fucking union. We're lazy.
2: Now that we're all here and they can't turn the cameras off, that was a pretty lame excuse that they gave, which was basically no excuse. You you no,
0: know? Know, no, no. Here's what I'll say. I actually disagree, but for maybe a different reason. Because we asked them to do three things in one day with three different productions... I didn't mind that they kind of phoned in the last one. But if we were doing two of them and they had asked this, yeah, we'd be, it'd be yeah, fighting words yeah,
2: at that there point. There you go. Um, Chuck, we, we are heading into that thing called uh, IFW. Mm-hmm. Does that still mean something? in the eyes of an MMA fan today? Can't say it's a bad
1: card. You can say whatever else no, you it's want not about it. You can't say it's a bad card. But it has—it definitely has diminished over the years. I mean, back in the day when they started this up, I don't i don't know if you went to like the original. I went ones. to
0: the one, correct me if I'm wrong, i sort of cut yeah, you off just yeah. very quickly, the one where it, it was like the second night was Alvarez versus uh, Dos Anjos.
2: Right, yes, yeah, yeah. 2016, yeah. UFC yes. 200. There you go.
1: And I mean, back in those days with the, there was like a convention, and I'm guessing that still goes on, but I feel like I don't hear about that as much. And I felt like the entire fight world converged on Vegas for that week. I'm not sure that's the case anymore either, but it always felt like a big deal. I think, residually, it still feels big because of the international tag, because they do uh, give a very big card, but it doesn't have the same feeling. It
2: Before used. we transition to this card, what international fight week has felt the biggest for you in retrospect? Was it the McGregor versus Mendez one? because of the buzz was so that big That was a big one. Yeah, also, was, the
0: UFC upped its production at time. I
2: mean, 200, yeah. which had, a in the end, kind of a broken card from yes. what we thought. What was with, the one previous With John stuff? Jones, with Anderson Silva sliding in, with Brock Lesnar on obvious broids when he stepped on the scale for the first so time.
1: Great. Um, I'm trying to remember the very first one that I went to. Uh, do you recall, like, bro, the very I, first I, one? That I only
0: started going on the road in my 40s. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a late bloomer in this wow. career life.
1: I know that uh, they've kind of de-escalated as time was on, but the, the, I remember the McGregor one did feel big, but that was just the way that every McGregor fight felt, you know, so it kind of just had a um, an added flavor. Yeah, to but, it. like,
0: the thing was, like, it's like, oh, where is an international fight? Well, of course it's in Las Vegas, but, like, I think the point you're trying to raise, perhaps if I'm misunderstanding it or not, is like Vegas felt like a destination yeah. in the oh, of yeah. the year. Was like that de- track, that man. weekend. You must be. That, that's where life will because be. Because was <laughs>
2: FanFest, Because Hall of right. Fame. Because you know. I mean. And they do a great job. UFC of filling that city with fighters. Who you know. So it's really. It's a. And it's from- a convention feel. Yeah. It's it's a it's a that. But I, you know they've had bad luck. I remember writing a story how they lost the main event or co-main for like eight straight years for International Fight Week. So it's not always yeah. perfect in that regard. But I don't think they're looking at. To open the year go, what of our three biggest fights, and let's put those in the in the quote unquote majors. I don't think they're looking this as that. The the biggest fight of the year, the second biggest fight of the year, has to be here. They're looking more. Let's load up the card. Let's make it deep. That's really which they the did, question.
0: and it's a commendable yeah. card. But also remember they would do the events. Sometimes for initially it was back to back nights, and then it was oh back to back to back nights. That was the worst. Which when they did the I did cover one of those yeah. on the ground, and it was and it ended brutal. with BJ
1: Penn's loss on the Sunday, and it was like the most yes. dour note they could possibly yeah. And on. It, was it was hall was so there was hall so of fame bad. that week as well. Well, remember, so which will
0: be a Hall of Fame this week or yeah. that week, I should say, yeah, yeah. Um, as well too. All right, well, let's talk about it because uh, obviously, you know, DC and Habibi and Habibian, the Hall of Fame is nice, but we're here for the fights themselves. Chuck will open with you, main event. All right, Israel, I'm going to try and say this right because I've been trying to make a better effort. I'm, I was told I'm staying it wrong still. Okay. I'm told it's a disanya.
2: No, a ya. No, I'm
0: told it's a disanya. A disanya. A disanya. A dis A uh,
2: disanya.
0: Izzy <laughs> is taking on Jared Cannonier. <laughs> yep. Two questions for you. One, where is Izzy with the fan base, with the sport? How would you rate where he's at right now? And two, Kennanier as an opponent, what does this do for him?
1: Okay, so you tell me what you guys think about this. I've I've been kind of mentioning this through each fight. There should be a natural escalation to what Izzy is doing, right? He's kind of got this historical value. I think people use the word superstar. I still feel like he's not quite there for whatever reason. I just don't feel, and I don't know how you gauge it exactly besides the hard fact numbers, but I don't hear people talking about like casual people or like people who don't normally pay attention and they just want to kind of know what's going on with Israel out of Sunday. I just don't hear it, so I'm not sure. I feel like he's a, he feels big within the bubble, but I'm not sure how big he really is outside of it. I think he's a transcendent type of personality. And this is the kind of, you know, I keep saying this, but I'm like, these are the kinds of fights when they put a big spotlight, it's International Fight Week that should get him over more and like should feel big. But it doesn't feel as big. Uh, no, I for totally reason. disagree. But I, I, you do really? No, I,
2: I lean much more on Chuck's side in this debate. I don't, I don't know how you could be as far on your side as you, you tend to be, which I'm interested in digging into it. But do you think if it's true, if some of what he's saying is true, what is the root cause of it? Is it just the fact that he didn't go for broke against Romero, like, or is it the fact that he was talking big things about heavyweight and John Jones, and then loses to Blahovich when we didn't really think he would, and then suddenly it's like, oh. Maybe he's not as great as I once thought he was, which isn't necessarily even fair to begin with. Is that the reason? What the heck's the reason? Well, if since I don't
0: agree that that's a thing,
2: I don't know how to answer that
1: question.
0: <laughs>
2: it was a fair question, though.
1: No, it's a fair question. I think Wait, be- I wanna hear your take, then. What- well,
0: okay, so then to, to round it out, then maybe we can revisit the question. My, my answer would be, I guess, a couple things. Like, is he McGregor famous? Definitely not, mm-hmm. definitely not, and probably a step down even from that. But as a guy who's followed him once he got to the UFC and then, see where he's gone. First of all, I would say his popularity has, relative to his entry, exploded at this point. And what I can say is, has he fully maximized all the time for popularity. No. In fact, part of the reason you might perceive him as not being as popular as some other people would be given his success or everything else with that fucking smirk on your face, which I know means, <laughs> which I know means you've got some dad joke. No, no. ready in just, the chamber. You Can just have
2: end? a couple catchphrases, and every time you go right to them with no self-awareness, I always I get I get filled All up right, with they're joy, verbal you know? tics.
0: What do you want me to do? Yeah, it's, it's uh, like me
2: when I eat with my eye, yeah, right?
0: Listen, guilty as charged. okay, which is another verbal <laughs> tic. But uh and what for I'm that trying reason, to make is I do Listen, to a large extent, I do think the game and pop culture has put their arm around him. You know, like, obviously he's been seen with a lot of famous people recently. His Instagram has been full of it. You hear a lot more chatter about that kind of thing, and of course there was those long, sustained years, cover of ESPN Magazine and everything else. I do think that has absolutely transformed his popularity. I think the thing you're pointing at is, Dude, I don't know that he's trying to get, like, I don't know if he think, I, you'd have to ask him, but I don't ever feel like he's trying to be like, I need to be as popular right. as possible. I, I agree with you. He is very much his authentic self. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of fans being like, to them, Izzy's kind of weird. Maybe he is, but he is exactly yeah. who he wants to be, which yes. is not maximized is for total popularity. Sure,
2: how, what's the difference then between who Silva, Anderson Silva became at the peak of his popularity yeah. and what Izzy doesn't have comparatively where it's not catching on as quick. People
1: care about Anderson Silva so when he was fighting it was like, there was a cumulative factor. Every single uh, defense he had put him in another stride. Then there was a bigger faction of people, bigger entourage around him. Remember Usher and Steven Seagal and all these guys. It kind of <laughs> got like, I remember that when he was relatively
0: fight. late in his reign.
1: I know it was, but it, like, because he was kind of an earlier guy, there we, he was kind of setting the precedent, like he was of what greatness was. Every time he fought, there was a tension in the building that we might, this might be the moment he loses. And that was, that would hang over every arena he went in. And but then and I mean, then if you want, it was like this exaltation the I mean, other the way. But I just wins, don't feel like Izzy has that.
2: Maybe yet, because, you know? because Silva had like Paul Bunyan like wins the comeback against Chelsea and the front That's kick true. against awesome. Belfort. Like he had fucking ridiculous. That is the, the true. Forrest Griffin, you know, the Bob and Weave. Just uh, yeah, but, but, <laughs> but I mean, just iconic moments. Is that what Izzy is lacking? Is he? I mean, you know, is he? Doesn't he lacking? have
0: as many of those memorable moments yet. But like, dude, he he has done a number on. Paul I mean,
2: McCormick. that five round war with he Gastelum, he some gave all. Okay.
1: Yeah. I thought that that was a great. I mean, like you All mentioned, gave your, some. <laughs> maybe, and I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know if the uh, the Blovich loss, like going up, yeah. hurt him. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't know mean, how it much. It a little him. bit. Yeah. It, I mean, just in the sense of like invincibility. Like some right. people like to play that game. It didn't really affect the way I looked at him. Okay, um, but the, the but, core
2: of your original question, though, is is something we still haven't answered. He's really funny. He's really weird. Yes. He connects with in he's theory. Cool. I with, mean with, but with to a, say
1: to say he's, the, cool. he's like the, the coolest guy on roster. He's almost than me. Dude, he's yeah.
2: almost got like a Paul Brother personality. He's like, what? in the sense that he's like reaching a different <laughs> base he's in he's into the video game culture deep oh, yes, he's into yes, like yes, yes, yes. you know anime like he's into certain things that yeah. that have connections to younger fan bases then why because he's so freaking brilliant why has it not i don't know i don't we still Dude, don't know also why also keep it's,
0: in mind, like here i think like okay so one thing like you can ask how popular is he in certain places right how popular is he in the uk he seemed to think he was very popular there that's probably true in the united states obviously he's pretty popular He's had a fraught relationship with New Zealand a little bit. I
2: was gonna say, is it because he's not identified with a single country and because he's identified with multiple countries? Is that the problem?
0: No, I don't think it's the multiple identities. What I think is that, remember, he had a disagreement. There was a system that uh, New Zealand was using during the quarantine to let certain people back in based on you know, COVID restrictions. And it was, it was you know, a pretty difficult system to navigate, let's put it that way. And because they didn't, uh, there was probably a series of factors, but one of them was, I think the straw that broke the camel's back, let's say, from my understanding. Is that you know they were looking for an exemption as a team, commensurate to what the All Blacks have, which is their very, very popular and very good rugby team. And the government did not grant them that. And I think that what City Kickboxing has felt, and again, I'm not speaking for them. This is just my assessment. I think they felt like that was a big slap in the face. That they have been mm. excellent representatives of their state and their yeah. people, and there should be some acknowledgement of that. And um, so he has, remember he has yeah. vowed not to go back to New Zealand to bring a show. I bring this all up to say, to yeah. round it all out, which is that like a lot of guys like Volkanovski, well you sort of say, well maybe he's not that popular but he's got the Aussie people sure. behind
1: him and he does. I'm not saying that Izzy doesn't yeah.
0: have New Zealand behind him but he has put some distance between so himself. So you
1: have, I know that you like analytics. You had a site that you started and a lot of times you could tell by clicks. Like if you were like you know, Israel Adesanya was a headline, would that generate traffic? That's the kind of thing I'm saying. Like. I see. Um, I don't know if he has that. It's weird. It's just like he falls more into the the woodwork of that sort of thing than he does the, like, I have to read everything about this guy.
2: We've established there's things that he doesn't have yet. But do you think then it's under promotion? Not that I'm pointing at the UFC necessarily, but I'm saying, like, when I interview him, it's dynamic. It's interesting. I challenge him. He challenges me. I don't always agree with what he's saying, but yet I know he believes it. I don't feel like the general sports fan, they know of him, but they don't. What is? What has? I
1: like, think it's more toward what you said. Like yeah, I don't think he gives a fuck. I don't think he's, don't think he's yielding to try to yeah. do that. You know, exactly. Like he's, he's just gonna let. If he's He gonna, has an it factor. People will meet his it factor on his terms at some point. That's right. That's how it's gonna work. That's it. Yeah, so like you're, you're, so you're, so you're so making add, you're, no. you're making it sound like it's a character
0: character deficiency. It's frankly a character trademark. It's uh it's it's it's, it's uh, it speaks well of him that he would rather, at my judgment, that he would rather keep some sense of who he is. Yeah. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Like. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, how much are you looking at the exact dimensions of his areola to know the odds and how you're it breaks down in his actual fight against Jared Cannonier? You're the worst. Against, uh, <laughs> you're the worst. Uh, worst <laughs> Nipple was a thing. I'm just, you oh, know, no, yeah. seriously. It was. Um, look, is he... Deservedly, at the t- you know right at the top pound for pound list two three I think is you know if you had him mm-hmm. one could you argue it maybe but I, I'm a Usman guy I think a lot of people are right now how big of a threat do you think this version of Jared Cannonier is right now because do you look ahead to this fight and does it get excited to you? are you excited about this fight or well, do you one, feel like I know what it's
1: gonna I am excited about it to an extent I mean Jared Cannonier you know this is kind of his last hurrah I feel like 38 years old we know what he can do he can sock he can go in there and do these things I think. He's an interesting matchup for Israel Adesanya. But Izzy's just seems to hand... That's one thing I will say about him. He handles these situations. He dials in with these guys. He game plans really well. It doesn't seem like he's affected by a bigger spotlight. It just seems like he's always loose. I don't really... I don't see why it would be different with with a. Uh,
0: I again, I have a very different feeling. This is quite. Really? interesting. yeah, I think this is trap fight city. Wow, yes. yeah, this is trap fight yes. city. You feel today. your
2: anger, Anakin. I, I, I believe in Cannoneer more than most because no, 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 I have a different view. Okay. So, so I guess we'll split.
0: Uh, we'll split. Yeah. The, so you and right, I will split right. the difference with him, which right, is to right, say the following. I certainly Jared Cannoneer is crazy talented, right? And he earned the spot. Let's be very clear about that. Uh, on the other hand, I think it would be fair to say, just pay, on paper, you look at this matchup. This is a fight I think most observers would favor uh, uh, DeSanya to win, mm-hmm. right? You look at this, it's Izzy. The, Izzy should not lose this one.
1: That's how you do it. You say Izzy, then you don't have to mess with the... That's right. Imp- Izzy should not lose this one. And to be
0: clear, I would favor yeah. him to win for the reasons you talk about. Well, yeah. Even if he has difficult matchups, he has this capacity to be really focused on what is the task at hand every moment and then to execute. However, dude, Jared Cannoneer, did you see him at the UFC event recently? And there were a bunch of people, like it was uh, Molly Meatball, or Meatball Molly, and, uh, and Patty <laughs> Pam, or whoever, they were partying next to Kananir and he had fucking laser really? eyes. I and I guess, I think Ariel interviewed him about it and he was like, yeah, I'm not there to party. I'm there to, I'm like, wow. I'm there, like dude, he Dude, is, he's intense, man. He is fucking crazy he is intense. intense. I, he, you're right, he has purpose, he has focus himself, he has drive. Jared Kananir, you can say what you want, he 1000% believes he's going to beat Ad, uh, yeah. Adesanya that day. So, my point is, Izzy is in a different spot in his career. What does he, does he want to stay at 185? Yeah. Does he want to go to 205? Is the same motivation for this? And does, does he have the same motivation? Because this is a little bit in terms of, in terms of ranking, this has been there, done that. Jared is a, his own man, but that kind of thing. So the point I, I feel like is, if he is not as focused as he normally yeah, is, yeah. I guarantee you Cannoneer will sense be. Because, he, no,
2: but at, for, first and foremost though, one second, is just sure. to say you're right, and, but it can't just be knockout threat. The, I've seen a different Cannoneer since the Robert Whittaker loss where he started way too late to put something together. He had a moment there against Whitaker he couldn't capitalize on. I think since then, it's changed his approach. He realizes, no, I can't get all the way with that approach it, and just try to be that smart counterpuncher and land that one big shot that changes the momentum. Since then, I've seen his boxing. Mm-hmm. No one th- people talk about this. We still look at him as an all or nothing slugger from a distance. You zoom in a little bit closer on the win since then, his boxing is very good. And he's adding in so much more head movement and, and nuances to his game. That he it, look if he's just all or nothing, Arasania destroys that style. I mean that's the kind of style made for Arasania, right? Or maybe it's a boring fight because so. the thread of that makes Arasania kind of. But no, dude, this is a different um, cannoneer. And if that different cannoneer shows up and he's willing to yeah. risk getting knocked out to try to win this, this is a very I think he will. interesting fight. <laughs> I a think very, you will. because you're okay. The, the, the next question is then how does he do that? What if he starts establishing a a heavy early leg kick attack? Like heavy where it gets to a point where you know Adesanya's got to make legitimate mm. changes. I think there's ways that at the surface you look at the matchup, you look at the odds, you go, okay, I know what's going to happen here. Out. But no, I'm thinking that they're uh, mixed yeah. with your trap fight for different reasons, mixed yeah. with, this could be. I think it's the be. punching range. One thing about Israel Adesanya is he can almost
1: come off like he's overlooking opponents because he's so cocky and arrogant, but he uses that as part of his personality, that's who he is, right? Like you mentioned. I don't really feel like he's a guy who gets complacent though. Like when we say trap fights, a lot of times I'm like, well, is it like the Amanda Nunes has not really taken Juliana Pena seriously? Is she, I don't know. I don't really get the sense he does that. Like I feel like he, his, his identity is tied to his training and like his, you know, like just everything I've ever been. Like he could be a bigger star, he could be out doing those things. But I feel like he is so kind of dialed into his training and like breaking these guys down. I don't feel like he'd go in there and get caught in a way that would be like, "Well, I was just overlooking this guy a little." Like bit. McGregor against yeah, Diaz, the yeah, yeah, that time. type of thing.
0: No, I don't anticipate that. But let me counter with this, and let me hear what you have to say. Sure but the margin of error at this level and in that context is slim. Any,
1: any deviation from your normal focus can have huge consequences. This is the great thing though. When you're talking about Anderson Silva, the the parallel is when he gets these challenges, guys who have knockout power, these guys who have, like today, the guys that Anderson Silva were facing back then didn't have nearly the rounded game that these guys are facing uh, like Israel Adesanya. I just, I find it fascinating on that level because each guy actually does come with a big hefty amount of doubt, like that they can go in there and do something against Israel. So, and that becomes the part of the fascinating thing, how he handles that. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm with you guys. I could see it. I could see where, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if uh, if Cannoneer goes in there and establishes something crazy where we're like, well, I didn't see that coming. And all of a sudden he's a winner. But man, I mean,
2: what if he's what if he's taking him down? What if Canada? Well, take-
1: Dude, Canoneer well, trains up. at MMA Lab, which is an excellent team
0: with very smart, capable people, and there is a lot of film on Izzy at this point. What was the one you They're going to have a good game plan.
1: You called this before. We were talking about a fight in a preview show, and you're I like, probably said something. Brilliant. No, no, no. But you said uh, what, if, what if it's a heavy wrestling thing, and it ended up. Oh, Engano, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. That's <laughs> right. I mean, and you were like this <laughs> fucking dumbass. Yeah, what does he know? So you never know. But here's
2: my point. Like the thing about Cannoneer is. Am I ask, does it sound like I'm asking too much of him? It's possible, it's possible given his age, given how great Ades- Adesanya is, but I don't think age is gonna be a factor. He's prime right now, he's ready. This is all or nothing for Cannon There. Will he fight like it's all or nothing, meaning, To to really employ the style that I want him to employ, he's almost got to fight closer to Gastelum did against Adesanya. Do we think a cannoneer is capable of a high-speed attack like that? Because sometimes, like against Whitaker, for most of it, he spent way too much time trying to find the perfect shot that was never going to be there, or or that came close, but was never even...
1: Back in the day, you could have said Anderson Silva, guys like that. You're like, well, the UFC wants them to win because they want to keep having this name brand that they yeah. can plug into big pay-per-views. Do they care on that level for Israel Adesanya? of y'all pipes? are
0: y'all are some motherfucking haters. <laughs> this is
2: unbelievable. <laughs> I'm- I'm- of course they
0: world. do. Yeah. Do they, you,
2: so, I mean, I can like, so, you, you haven't like, even tried I to pronounce his I feel like there's, name right. a, there's
0: indifference. I, mean, I must be out of my mind No, no, no.
1: Not specific. I mean, I, we're, we're talking specifically about Asanya. You mean, do, do they care they want, about Do general- they want
0: to put a, <laughs> uh, investment in their young, undefeated, in terms of middleweight, champion? <laughs> not who, young, though. Not young. Well, okay. How old is he? 33? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Young-ish. That's young-ish that's okay. Still in that little prime window. uh, right on around the edge of And Silva, by the way, also was at his best at this age and later, too. So, okay at the time when he's most <laughs> most ready
1: to I get, take another step, y'all I get are like, that. Eh, no, no, no. I mean, like, I, I get that, but I'm saying, what like, that used to be devastating. Like, does the UFC care on those levels anymore? Oh, are they, well, they indifferent? To an extent, sure. uh, if guys yeah, so, like you so, know. in
0: the sense that you're talking about, yeah. which is they took out the volatility of their business yes, model, yes, because they used yes.
1: yes, because they used to have huge rooting. Interest that's right. That's right. And, ha- and there's champions staying they're champions. They're
0: definitely much know. more neutral about that now, but for sure they would much have Izzy, much rather have <laughs> Izzy keep winning. I think yes. they've put a lot into that, and there's been a lot said about it. Um, okay,
2: but do you get the feeling that Cannoneer could be someone who could? Be willing to go for it. I mean, to go for it, you have to risk getting countered yeah. and knocked out clean,
0: right? Yeah. Dude, which is very, very not great against uh, Izzy. That's a but, dude. Cannoner caught up with Whitaker
2: in a fight that Cannoner didn't do much. He did catch up with Whitaker.
0: He did. He's going to have his moments. I think this interesting part to me is like we haven't really seen Izzy hurt, hurt, hurt. That is true. Since the Gastelum fight, right? Yeah. What was the last time you saw him yeah. hurt?
1: You're right. You no, know, I think
0: that's t- right. Taken down, maybe like a big shot, rocked his head back, but like really oh, he,
2: when he When he tasted that kick in round one against Romero, you know that kick I'm talking about? He got kicked oh, in yeah, the yeah. face, and then that was what kind of put him in a defensive shell. That was dude, a Dude, you're
0: so fun. wrong about Izzy, I can't
2: tell if you're <laughs>
1: racist. I can't tell if you're racist.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm All teasing, right. you're not
0: racist, but I'm just saying, I can't, you two like a like fucking... <laughs> I don't
1: know, I'm just, whatever. Uh, fuck this guy. No, I'm kidding. He's I, Dude, he's a... I think he's phenomenal. I mean, obviously, I'm just saying, I don't know. Let me he, ask
0: you this. If they, had if, put, if they had put Izzy versus, imagine it hadn't happened yet. If they had put Izzy versus Whitaker 2 as International Fight Week, would you feel a little differently? Because that would be a real, mm. like, hey, we're putting this fight, this is a real big test fight. Who's going to be the guy? What's going to happen they here? They could have
2: done three, though, right now. Could, this could be you that. should have done three. Oh, yeah. I do because I thought Whitaker won the second fight, just like when Max lost the second fight to Volkanovsky in a row. I'm like, no, I thought Max won that. I'd be willing to do a third. <laughs> hey, we're doing a third the same night, right? Like, yeah. I would have been willing to do a third there, no question. But I'm not crap. Th- I'm not crapping on this as a main event. I'm not even crapping on Izzy as you think I am. I think I have him, I think well, number three pound for pound. Where do you rank him in right, sort of the...
1: I mean, I'm. I'm- don't really do the pound for pound. Okay, but, but, Usman, but I would say he's, he's probably, one. he's in the top three. Okay. And it's in really
2: Volkanovsky three. and him, right? I yeah. mean, that's
1: the conversation.
0: Usman Husman, and Volkanovski.
2: Usman, Adesanya, and then you know, Jones yeah. has drifted just by not yeah, fighting. Yeah, has definitely, either, sure. You know.
1: yeah. Is it, the last thing I guess on this, but is it Jared Kanner being the type of B-side that, I mean, like, if we're sitting here talking like this, maybe part of that it's, is the equation. Like, let's like, say if you put, I don't know who, let's say that uh, Padetto like the guy who beat him in uh, in kickboxing, yeah. suddenly he gets there and we have a natural rivalry, they've got the B-roll, they can actually plug this in, have a backstory. Would that, would that you know what I mean? Would that then suddenly be like, so now we have- I think people are
0: lazily saying, hey, who is, look at their careers, look at the middleweight campaign of Jared yeah. and look at the middleweight campaign of Izzy, whose is better? It's an easy call yeah. and he's done much that's more. And then there's, that's, they just use that as like, well, then Jared must not have much of a chance. Well. I, I don't know. I tend to yeah, think that this is, thing. he is capable of hurting and finishing quite literally anyone yeah. in that. Make him
2: down to the power crystals. He's I'll say this, this much. The big, thing <laughs> I, the big
0: thing I'm going to pay attention <laughs> to is uh, to what extent is he, I, I always harp on this, I want to make sure I get it on record. I think that it's not really possible for almost any uh, 185er or any striking 205er to beat Izzy if they don't take away his leg kicks. You have to have yes. some capacity yeah, yes. to do it. Uh, Blahovich did the wrestling plus checking. Um, that was the way he was able to do it, but if you don't, he collects those throughout the course of 25 minutes, and people are like, oh, he won on leg kicks. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo. He's going to keep doing this until you just yep. accept
2: yep. what it is. And also Blahovich's sure. jab was so key in that to like sure. to, to draw a line to Izzy in terms of like you can have only so much success without a big receipt coming back. And that's obviously something we would want out of Canoneer to try to, you know, discipline Izzy or at least warn him of your power early enough so that he can't get into that first gear and start going downhill against you. I think so.
0: I think Canoneer's gonna make it ugly. I think he's if you try and strike at range with him, yeah. which he might for a time, I think I will go poorly for yeah, him, but if he I can agree. rough him up, get on the inside, yeah. push him around, just make it a fight he's where you... He's got power on the inside. And, boy, so what, he, and he's, got, he's quick and he's powerful, again, I would still favor Izzy, I'm going to favor Izzy, but I think that's a tougher yeah. fight. That's
2: what I'm saying. Here's the, I think we all think, of the three of us, and maybe most watching, that Izzy's going to win and that maybe he should win and where they're at in both of their careers and their actual you know pluses and minuses compared against each other, but I think... It's gonna be a fight though. This is going to be a competitive, entertaining, fun match. And yeah, I mean, and I think Canonier is going to have windows. They could be fleeting quick moments, but he's gonna have moments to potentially capitalize and change the momentum. And I think it's gonna be one of those tense kind of dramatic fights. Goosebumps. So see
1: this is what the preview show is supposed to do. It's like get you excited. Did you just get goosebumps? Was, from, a little bit. Oh yeah, wow. He that. was
2: feeling my aura, my yes, energy. Yes. You know it's crystals. She, you know, um, Why don't you go bag him too? <laughs> <laughs> was the color of my energy amber by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> you know? All
0: right. All right, what uh, last thing on Cannoneer. I, I was just thinking, I think that less than the, his own leg kicks, I just want to put this on record as well, I think his inside punching, I think that will be that either, a- if, that's, yeah. if that's a big role, that's a different fight. Okay, takes us to the co-main, which I mean, this is why you two, I mean, the fucking listen to this Muppets uh, crew here. <laughs> the co-main event is the most interesting Trilogy one of the most interesting trilogies yeah. in in all of UFC history and it's such an important fight in the featherweight division Former champion max Holloway for the third time taking on Volkanovski boys It is quite rare for MMA trilogies to happen when a guy has lost the first two right. They have happened with like yeah. for example, Silva and Rampage among others, but they're not often Chuck This is a yeah. huge fight when you think about uh, the significance of this fight. How do you articulate it?
1: <laughs> well there's, there's a bunch of things you look at, like Max Holloway being who he is and then looking how he's looked on ABC against Calvin Cater. To me, that was one of the most masterful, dominant
2: performances ever. Do you think, think that was the best? Luke and I were debating this. Yeah. Is that the best version ever of Max or is it the th- second Aldo knockout? Ooh, God, that's gross. Or is it the Anthony Pettis fight to get the interim strap? i would probably go to that cater fight. It was
1: just, I mean, just to the one sided traffic at that, and
2: just be. I mean, talking. he was like, hey, he was like, like you go another five
1: rounds. I mean, he, he was, was like Jimi like,
2: Hendrix out there playing the national anthem. Was, it, he was it just felt like, like his opus. just. I mean, it was, it was. But see, did Jimi Hendrix masturbate <laughs> when he
1: played the? <laughs> so like, for him to, I mean, it was uh, called what, woods. What was that? Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. So the reason it seemed, the reason it's compelling is like you mentioned. Oh wow. I didn't know this be. Second fight was so was close enough where you you know like. There was a lot of doubt as to who won, you know, like, so you have that, but I think Max and the way he's looked and his name and the momentum and the motivation, everything that goes into that, he just has, to me, like, he's got, like, a a bigger feel to him going into a trilogy fight with a guy who's beat him twice than any other fight. It was kind of a weird setup man it's oh, like your hand was in Chuck's shot it was scary Oh uh, that's, a, that's
2: me. What was, it was it was uh, <laughs> make me nervous but Then
1: Volkanovsky, too like cut, cut his mic <laughs> <I> And <mean, laughs> then Volkanovsky yeah. being at the, at the highest in, you know uh, at the highest very highest level being. I mean it's just it's compelling on every level you
2: want to look at Chuck, it, to be Can be I ask you personal yeah, so I okay, a
1: personal
0: question Okay hold on time out he's got the sillies <laughs>
2: Just so everyone on he's the broadcast the know thing.
0: Brian Campbell officially <laughs> has the sillies uh, I don't
2: think that's true Ring the alarm Ring the alarm be honest with me All right here we go how many times have you watched <laughs> Holloway Folkanowski 2? And part B, how many times do you think it's it's you know should be acceptable in the in the terms of human okay, decency so, for one man to watch so, that? Uh
0: <laughs> Dad Campbell over here. Is- <laughs> If you don't know the reference here, he's doing the forty-nine times joke. Okay. Because apparently that's. Oh. Because oh, Luke okay. tweeted out it, it that he out, has. It a... turns out, Chuck. People don't know this. If you've been hitting the head with a hammer <laughs> or eating paint chips, okay. that joke is Chuck, very Chuck, funny. Remember when you were a dude, kid?
2: Dude, I forgot all about that, but I do remember. I know what he's talking about. Remember when you were a kid in some in middle school and some dude would be like, "No, I got a girlfriend. She just lives in another state," and you'd be like, "Yeah, right, dude." <laughs> so this guy talking about that he dunked in high school. First of all, because we he oh was. My God, uh, that's not what a okay. was. Jesus Christ. That, yeah. Now that's a wives tale. But number two, the one where he said that it him like 50 beers in his prime to get drunk. Dude, that was dude, another he, one. This still. is
0: purple monkey. <laughs> He's taking a story I told and then turning it to oh, steroids and then but, uh,
2: telling you that's what I said. It's not what I said. Uh, yeah, like, uh, but uh, number three. I know Luke watches tape. You know, Dominic Cruz would love him. Dude, I've right? watched it a million tape.
0: times. I did not watch it front to back. times. Did he really I, watch it? I, 49? I, I had forty-nine, yes, basically full note-taking okay. sessions. So, which,
2: no matter how many Jesus. times you have watched it, Chuck, yes. don't, I have not watched don't it be the wedge times. that breaks this marriage. <laughs> John. You did,
1: right? You guys are like a marriage um, now. Every time I come back, this has gotten a little, a uh, a little more domestic. Where do you stand?
0: It may or may not be sexless. <laughs> where do you stand?
2: on, Not only on who who should, you know, in hindsight, who should have won the second fight, and how close. Was was the first one in your eyes? Because sometimes we falsely say that both were disputed. That's not the case. Yeah,
1: no, I, th- I thought the they book are book both speaking. disputed. Yeah, they are. The first I thought both. Oh, yeah. oh, I've yeah. not watched it analytically, and it almost feels, you know, like if you've watched as enough of uh, as many times as you said, and all that stuff. Like, obviously, I have not watched it to that degree, but I have seen it twice. The second one, and. Uh, I can make the case. Forty-seven
2: that, more, dude. You get, your,
1: you know, you get on your <laughs> way. Case, right? You can make the case that it's one-one for sure, man. At least in my mind. Okay. Uh, actually,
2: how, did you did you score the first one for? Yeah, I had the Max? first one for. I was there. I
0: had
1: it for Volkanovski for uh, three to two.
0: And you think uh, Max won the second? Yes. Fight. yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. What
2: did you
1: zero. think though? So yeah. in conclusion. Like,
0: uh in real time, I don't really remember, but I do believe, and I I have just enormous... no. You had
2: Max in real time, and then you went back to Volkanovski after watching.
0: That's right. Yeah. I think in the end, I guess that's right. I guess in the end, the place I came okay. to was.
2: I think Volkanovski
0: won both, and I know that's not yeah. a popular take. And I also recognize when I say that, that's not me saying there is not a case for Max. Sure. There, of course, is a case for Max. If you ha- Which camera is it? This one? Yes. If you have a Max scorecard, totally reasonable. But I'm just telling you where I arrived yeah. uh, in the end. You know, what's kind of interesting, I think folks kind of missed the point on those. It's like, dude, I mean, okay, so Mendez dropped Volkanovski in their fight, but outside of that moment, like, Max has made Volkanovsky. It was two moments,
2: he dropped him twice.
0: What I'm trying to say is the two fights. Volkanovski has never struggled more than he did against Max. Max mm. has pushed Volkanovski to what I would call the limits that we've seen from him. Except for I guess the Ortega stuff. Ortega yeah, was yeah. close, yeah, he was close. Yeah, but I mean in terms of like the duration and difficulty, like he's never had to strain in that kind of way over a consistent period of time. But dude, I think Volkanovski, I mean, I, I, how winnable do you think this fight is for Max? Because the point I want to make is I think Volkanovski has got a game plan that is mm. the future, um, but I also believe that Max really, actually, if anybody can beat Volkanovski,
1: it's because Max he Holloway. Game plans, right? Like you've mentioned this too. Like he does stuff in there. Like you can sort of pinpoint moments where you're seeing him do something that. Oh, you do him if, and within, his team are yeah.
0: very smart. So
1: that's what makes it fascinating to me. is just that both guys will come up with different things. They're think, they're going to think they're going to be exploited, but both guys also are adaptable within a fight to kind of change it up within the fight.
2: Yeah, like it's Max just, impressed you in the rematch for how he came out and changed yeah. and changed the narrative in the first couple rounds, right? Like yes. it was like, oh shit, like he's great. We knew he was great. No, he's really great, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was a moment. Yeah, but he couldn't sustain it. That he was the couldn't. problem. He could so. Which speaks to Volkanowski. He came
0: out hot, no doubt about it, dropped him with that knee, which they didn't count as a knockdown, but it was certainly a great shot. But dude, the problem with Volkanovski is, man, it's like Mayweather. If you don't steal enough rounds yes. early, you are not going to take them. And it's
2: not that Alex didn't Alex turned the fight back in his direct. I mean, it was incredible. You know, uh, he he outthunk a guy who surprised me by how much he outthunk the thinker. I just outthunk myself with that. But here's what I really <laughs> wanted to ask you, Chuck. Luke and I were talking about the Ayer Rodriguez fight. Like, mm-hmm. if this was directly after the Cater fight, we'd be like, Yeah, I'm my favorite Max here. You know what I mean? Like, because it's right. that close in your mind. Yeah. Does the, or does the Yair Rodriguez wild, up and down fight, back and forth dramatic, give you more confidence at how well-rounded and how much wisdom this version of Max has? Or does it, does, I, that, I, does it make you a little nervous? Because this is a, a more violently focused Volkanovsky in terms of striking than we've ever that's seen. That's
1: what I, I look at it more like Volkanovsky to me has gotten better. And you're right, like he comes on within a fight stronger and if you don't get him down or if you don't hurt him or something earlier I just feel like it's always going to be his fight you know like I I also think that like you look at larger patterns within the fight game it doesn't matter that it's close when you look at the official you know the official nod going to Volk I think that benefits you psychologically I think somehow you know what I mean like these guys it's very difficult for the guy coming into that situation to get over the hump and I just I don't know I just I wouldn't pick against Volkanovski even though I love what Max has been doing I think he's at just a really unique part of his career because having lost those fights, I feel like he's even bigger going into this one than maybe he was then. It's just kind of a crazy situation, but I have a hard time picking against um, Which I don't
2: even want to say this, but like, I mean, you look at Max's career, he's 30 and he, he already has like two, you know, he already has like the equivalent of like two Hall of Fame careers together. I mean, yeah. he's had incredible, the win streak, the everything. Um, could he get old overnight? Like, could this end up... Like, if Volkanovski wins, we're kind of thinking it's probably going to be like three rounds to two, kind of like the first two fights, right? That's what a lot of us are thinking by default. But because I saw a different Volkanovski against Korean Zombie who was making it a point to basically say, oh, you think I'm a point fighter? I mean, Usman kind of just said the same thing. Oh, you think I'm a wrestler only? No, I'm going to show you that I can strike. What if... Max, The miles that Max has catches up to him so quickly, just as Volkani, Volkanovsky might be better than even his harshest critics realize that he actually is. Could that be a perfect storm where, like, where like you know, Max gets gets kind of banged up here? I mean, could could that be a—is I mean, that a possible ending? No, I, I think it's
1: possible. I mean, because we've seen it before. We've seen guys—we've seen that exact thing before, where a guy, like, who's always looked very good—and we've had weird— you know, the bizarre Holloway uh, time. Remember when he was on that interview and we were wondering, mm-hmm. like, if he's okay? Yes. At that point, I was already doubting, like, is he, is this it? You know, But then he came it? back and beat I know, Amatega. so it's like he's done, he's kind of, like, uh, and destroyed him, like, not just beat him, but just, like, you know what I mean? Like, you see him through this process, but I kind of do know what you're talking about. There's there's a point in time where the guy, you see guys break. Because remember if, the, the spot- if, there, if there was going to be a guy that kind of breaks him that way, right. it would be evil. So also. this
2: is why you compare it to where... Holloway was fighting Aldo the first time. I, I was shocked when Holloway walked down and stopped Jose in that first fight. I mean, just I mean, they both had moments early, but then once he put that together and he finished him, I was like, Ooh. like I know we saw Aldo one punch knocked out by Conor, but that's just different circumstances, different sort of fluke or or or, or perfect luck or whatever. He got handled by Max. Dana White said is, it. But they, is it was Jose at the same point in his career that Max kind of is now, where it's like you're young with those miles at like there's a right. receipt coming right? Good
0: happen. let's think about that. Like even in fights where he's done really well, and even let's say won, uh, but even ones he's lost too. Like the first Poirier fight took a lot of damage. The McGregor fight got his head snapped back a million times. Bermudez, and it goes on and on and on. And then you think about the Dustin the second Mm -hmm. Dustin Poirier fight. How about the last Yair Rodriguez fight?
2: How about that last ten seconds? Now, granted, he's
0: had some fights that were easy, like the Oliveira. Even the Volkanovski fights didn't take a ton of damage. I mean, it's probably fine. But I'm just saying he has had some. He has. I mean, Max Holloway has been in the trenches. So you 100%. wonder he's thirty years old, yeah. so that's not that's old. Crazy. But he started at twenty in the yeah. UFC, dude. Ten years of UFC. And
1: he's fought just a who's
0: who. That's a right? lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of fighting. Um, so I guess we're gonna have to see with that. But let me. Ask,
2: then we'll look at the Iyer uh, fight a lot differently if that's the That is the case, true, right? That's yes. True. You yes. Know?
0: So that could have been a turning point a last or something, stand like that, or something right? for yeah. him. You know? So then, so then it brings me to this, Chuck. Let's think about that. Let's talk about a world where Max Holloway wins or Max Holloway loses. Now, okay. BC and I believe, and I think you probably will agree. All if right. not, tell me. Even if he loses with the existing resume, if Max Holloway retired instantly, I think he's a Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's I, done.
2: Yeah, but he's even, he's even way higher than just a Hall of right,
0: Famer. Right, right. But I think, think he meets that bar. Yeah. However, what happens in a world where he loses? What does that do to the Max Holloway story? Man.
1: After 10 well, years of
0: UFC, he couldn't reclaim it with
1: three tries. That would be... A big part of his story, right? Like, there's the one guy. I was, I was trying to point out earlier, like uh, the and Morale thing. And morale remember Dana White was like, he's the best fan found found. Yeah, like, he's, he's he a monster. Lost, he's a monster. He hasn't lost in ten years until TJ Gillishaw came in and just blew him out of the water. It's not like that. But it's like we, yeah, it's like who or,
2: ruined the Baron, him or Brisa- or Usada? Who did it? You
1: know? <laughs> well, that's a, that's yes, that's a fair. <laughs> that's what
2: Uriah Faber told me. That's a one,
1: fair okay. concern. I'm you're uh, telling that on the air.
2: Yeah,
1: he said on the air. Just but it will like. definitely be a big part of his his story. You know, it becomes like you know, it, Joe Fraser would have been the greatest heavyweight, yeah, to, you know, know of it. all time if there was a Muhammad Ali. I think that you that, know that what? just becomes
2: your uncle would have been your aunt, right? But it's like it's like that.
1: I think that that just becomes a part of. I don't know how much it will. Dude, you're the. one. You know how it is, though. It's like then suddenly you're you're kind of second to a guy, and you can't get over that hump, and it's just that that then becomes a permanent factor for him, you know.
0: Okay, so then what's the converse? Let's say Max gets his title back. We were talking about this. One thing Max has become is that here's one thing that Max has that Volkanovski doesn't yet have. Max is popular. Like fans yep. love Max Holloway. They're warming to Volkanovski based on his record of success. Yeah. But people love Max. Imagine if Max beat Volkanovsky, let's say even finished oh, him, gets his title back at age 30 after 10 oh, years in the God. UFC,
1: dude, he might explode in popularity. I, know, I agree with that, man. I agree 100%. And it would be, there's He'd a be lot like of Chuck pe- Liddell.
2: He'd be like a Chuck Liddell. He would. And yeah, I think man. that
1: because so many people thought he won, you know, he should, he should have already won one of these games, like it would just be vindication, right? right. I think that there's a real. Rampage knocked out Vanderlay in the yeah. third. Remember that? Of course,
0: yeah. that was a very different situation.
2: Well, actually, not Chuckle. It'd be more Randy. It'd be more of a Randy like story, right?
0: Well, no, because Randy beat. What you mean with Kator? He beat Couture the first time and then... No, I mean, Randy
2: year. is known for making comebacks. Oh, yes. Sort of, you know, dude, I, I, dude I
0: remember. I think you were covering the sport then, too. When Randy yeah. came back against oh, yeah. Tim Sylvia, yes. I remember one of the most popular articles that we had on the site was someone had... This is true. Um, someone had recorded Bruce Buffer's intro that night in Ohio. And this is when the UFC had just... They'd been going on the road, but like as a popular entity going on the road. Like as a newfound, post-tough UFC experience... The crowd was electric, and Buffer had maybe yeah. the best call of his career that night. It was, <laughs> no, I'm Dependent. serious. No, dude, it was no, like an kidding, epic, 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 epic moment. Truly a Hall of Fame moment, and uh, yeah, if, if Max can capture even a little bit of that, yeah. Yeah.
1: that's lightning in a bottle. I agree with that, man. I think he will, it's already there. I feel like it's just pent-up, you know, pent-up fandom uh, based. On, like, he do, you're right. I feel like his star is bigger now than when he went into the series the first time, so if he gets through it, especially if he looks really good doing it,
2: all right, what on, about on. On I mean, let me pitch. pitch this to you.
1: I, I, I really want to do I'd this. I'd like to catch it. Please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you didn't want to
0: talk about Dong on The on the Boys? Okay, I mean, <laughs> that's not, all you want I'm to talk not, about. I'm not really into that. BC. if, let's talk about the converse. Not just Max Holloway loses, but let's talk about it from Volkanovsky's point. Let's say Volkanovsky not just beats Holloway, but he does it authoritatively this time. Yep. No controversy. Whatever that may mean. To what extent does that boost... Not his credibility, that would be pretty instant. But to what extent does that credibility boost his popularity?
2: That was gonna be my question to you guys based under the terms of like, in a lot of ways, it it, it could make him immortal. But yet, how much does a third victory over a guy that we, I guess, technically already beat twice really mean? If he stops him, I think that takes it to another level. Mm. But either way, as long as there's no, as long as there's no doubt who won, And as long as it's not dead-ass boring, he should be hugely elevated from from this. Like even if it doesn't in theory mean that much more, I think in people's eyes, it's like, okay, if I didn't already realize that Volkanovsky, like Usman, is is, like starting to creep up. Like they're starting to like really carve out their place in history and like you're starting to go, yep, they look like they're gonna belong in that upper room at the end of the day. Like how high, the the upper, upper room or just the upper room, you know what I'm saying? You know, you've been a part of secret societies most of your life, you know what I mean? People don't understand necessarily his European bank lineage (laughs) and all that. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a little Illuminati bit, you know. I just uh, you know, I, could do, I could do a hard five whenever you need. All uh, right. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand
1: yeah, yeah. you. They got to and, and I don't like if you. Volkanovski. <laughs> if Volkanovski does that, the UFC has to capitalize by making him like a big main event in his country, I mean like, the, the, I feel like that's no, the whole well, here, thing. No, here's
0: something to consider, let's yeah. say he beats Max and finishes him, that's, that means one thing for featherweight, right? That's one thing that it means. Second thing it means is, Volkanovski told me this after beating Chan Sung Jung, mm. he wants a 155 title shot. Let me tell you something, no. you go in there and you finish Max Holloway, your next stop is probably, or there's a okay. decent that's, case let me for a 155 let
2: title shot. Let me shot. intercept you right there, because there is one other thing in this sport that people think value-wise is equal to okay. or greater don't than do a title don't do a, don't do a Henry not not a bit. bit, no, but it's not a bit. He has said he wanted it, is it is it even more valuable than competing for a title in a second division, him against Conor McGregor on a pay-per-view? Oh, in right, terms okay, of, because it would commercially grain, cement him. It would commercially, like, in your face. I mean, especially if you went in there. I got to say, I think it's a bad fight for Conor. Right. So you yeah. we've, He's debated, got size advantage, so we've debated this before. I lean more on the idea that Conor might come to life, back to life in a fight like that. He, okay? he might. But... I get what you're saying. He also might get carved up because, you know, we feed our old to our young. In reality, even though the ages makes, like, Volkanovski's older than these guys, but he's f- so much fresher, it seems. So my point is, um, you want to make him? That's how you make somebody in this yeah. game. If, if you're looking at the UFC from a mafia terms, like, that's how you make a guy. You give him that type of golden ticket. Is that more valuable? You know, it depends on what the UFC sees I in I
1: think him. where Conor's at now probably would make it more valuable, for Volkanovski, because so many people don't like Conor McGregor, including his home country now. Like you know, he's just it's the there's a passion the other way now to kind of see him wrecked. So I feel like Wokenowski be is he that uniquely, unpopular there now? I mean, from, I, knew, from I knew the, the, I knew the, of I knew it, the audience was split. yeah, yeah. It sounds from the sound of it. I mean, I, obviously you're you're just catching. I'm catching certain people telling me this, so I don't really know. I'm not out there, but uh, yeah. it just sounds like it's a lot worse than it ever has been. You know, like people. How are just big up, would that
2: fight actually be, though? Would it like it would, like how big though? How big? I mean, anything to do Do with that would be big. I just
0: it? don't see what, uh, it, it only happens, not because we want to satisfy some fantasy condition about, like, who should fight who in the sport. It only happens if there's a real good reason for Connor to take it, which means... Like Volkanovski has to do something amazing. Like he has to make himself a
2: target of desirability for this. Yeah, but if but to be fair, if he stops Max Holloway in the trilogy, if he stop I mean, I mean that's asking a lot. No one stops Max Holloway. Not even Dustin Poirier in the rematch, which was ferocious. Yeah, he's been
0: submitted, but I know what you mean. But
2: you get in, in terms of you know, because I'm talking about taking the will from him, basically, like yeah. beating the will out of him. I don't. I you know, is it in play? Okay, I guess it's a possible ending. I am more of the belief though. We've seen 10 great rounds between these two with brilliant adjustments. I'd more believe that we're going to see another five brilliant rounds with more adjustments. Maybe it'll be more action-oriented than the first two just because the facts that they're getting older mixed with the facts that they know each other so well that sometimes, you know, okay, we keep canceling each other out. Let's just fight. Maybe, maybe that's not even a thing. But I still think this, this, this could just be a very great technical chess match like, like the first two were. Do you see any reason that this turns into an actual all action fight?
0: Only if Max is somehow able to make it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... You don't think Alex would try to prove
2: a point? Is there any part of Alex? Sure, he sure, might.
0: but not to a fault. And I don't think Max is gonna have a bad fight in any direction. So I think that if the... Op- you know, dude, Volkanovsky doesn't wanna fight lackluster. He's fighting Max Holloway, like, it's hard as
2: shit, dude. Like, you gotta be, you gotta be real
0: careful. Like, what the fuck y'all want him to do? He's fighting Max Holloway, like, it's hard, hard as shit. Some real
2: talk on this show, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine you're him,
0: like, that's a very yeah. ridiculous task you have for 25 minutes. You gotta be careful. So, uh, I think he wants it, but like, you know, it, it's, I, there's, there's ways that like, so people have been asking me, the one question I get the most, is like what can Max do differently? Because you kind of felt like the second one, okay, that's the redo. But if the redo doesn't work, fairly or unfairly, if it just didn't get the job done, what would? And so my answer to that would be, you saw a little bit of wrestling in uh, the Rodriguez fight. Now, obviously, Volkanovski is going to be different. But I just mean mixing up ranges Mm -hmm. more than just trying. Because before, he tried to walk him down, couldn't do it. And the second time, he tried to intercept him, and he couldn't do it. Well, what's left? It's all the tussle in between. Uh, that's but you know not going to let you do that. So
1: I could see a situation where Volkanovski fights a little different in terms of maybe engaging in that, in a, in a fight in a brawl a little bit more. Only because, like he's lived with this. The question he's lived with obviously is like, he, did you really beat Max? Did you really beat Max? I could see him wanting to prove a little something. I I do sense a chip on a shoulder with oh, this wow. stuff, man.
2: What if we're both right? What if they both come in with chips on that's when you make legendary all-time great fights, that is especially true. when guys know each other so well and they're a little bit older Let than the other Let me ask you a boxing fights.
0: question. Can you think of a trilogy where the third fight was the most obviously best one?
2: It's a great question. Um it, typically the you know, the first is the best, and then sometimes the the third one, you know, third is memorable enough to, to be in the conversation with the first, the second's usually a letdown. I don't think there's one where the third was just so much better than the other two, where it's like that is the one you look at in the in the I mean, yeah, so maybe we need even, to have some managed the expectations. Minimal, like the... I mean, if, if the first one was, if the first yeah. Ali Frazier fight wasn't the biggest story That's... in sports in like a decade, I mean, it really was one of yeah. the biggest moments in sporting history, like yeah. it's, you know.
0: Also, if you think about the, the last one we saw in boxing, which was what Wilder Fury, the second one was the most exciting of the two but the Oh no no, no, no that's not no, true the no, third one was the best. One was
2: a, a one way traffic
0: beat. Okay but it was thrilling. The third one the was the best one. The third was the best. Shit. So so is that the case? <laughs> third one's the best one? Most obviously best one?
2: In that case, yeah, okay, there you go, there you go. You oh, nailed did it, it. You did
0: it. Wow, Luke Thomas coming in with yeah. the black Okay, but the, here's the problem. The second fight was radically different than the first. Mm-hmm. Yes. And these two fights look pretty similar. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, so maybe the third, something's gotta give in the third. As much as I just let off this conversation saying, you know what, I can see five, Chess match rounds again. <laughs> one of the two, or maybe both, are going to want to prove a point. Are going to want to say, because look, so, man. if you just go to another third fight and it's three to two either way, what are we going to learn in the end, right? Like they—they're both really good at chess. We already know that. Yeah. So at some point, to secure the legacy or to end the chapter and to try to win it, because some people believe if Max wins, this he wins the war. He wins the I rivalry like it's between gonna be them.
1: Five close rounds again, and Volk's going to no. get the nod. No, you know what? Be- I was wrong. They're going to go
2: <laughs> after it, Luke. Luke. They're gonna go after it, because there was something in Volkanovski's coffee that morning against uh, TKZ. Mm. I mean, he wanted to kick that motherfucker's ass. Uh,
0: I think what most people misread well, is that that is how good Volkanovski is. It's just hard to be that good against Max. Right, like, right. He didn't, people think he did something extra against TKZ. Nope, that's just what he does. It's just that the talent disparity was there with TKZ. It's here with Max.
2: I love, though, what you love about this fight is all those scenarios we laid out, and the two dominant ones are that Max has another folk hero like mini comeback within an overall great run, or the other side, which is, oh my God, Max just got stopped by Volkanovski. Like, <laughs> both are incredibly amazing, and like, yeah. whatever happens afterwards is gonna, you know, like, it's this is this, this is, it's not wrong to call this a historic fight, this, this yeah. third fight. All
0: it's right, real. so it brings us to that. I mean, uh, there are other great fights all up and down this card. We talked, we started with the main event, right, with Izzy who's got his nemesis here, so to speak, or at least, the I don't know if Izzy thinks he's a nemesis, but the fans seem to think too, the media kind of yeah, presents him that way. He it's Alex. Attention, man. He's looking at the big and he And he presents himself this way. Alex Pereira is in a fight with Sean Strickland, mm. who by the way is on a four year winning streak. Pretty what remarkable. A weird, what a weird yeah. fight, man. Yeah, I don't think he's a lost since 2018. A pretty, pretty, pretty great yeah. job he's done. Um, his tweets and Instagram posts notwithstanding.
2: <laughs> it is hard to move that boulder out of the way. Talking, dude, I don't even know what to say oh, about it.
0: Because I don't, I mean, it's like, it's so out there and like crazy that, it, uh... <laughs> Uh, you could do a whole podcast on it. Enough yeah. to say, it, you know, you could make your own judgment about the stuff he tweets. But the way he fights is pretty interesting. However, let's start with.
2: Would you call him the West Craven of MMA? I don't even get that joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many shitty movies in the eighties, nineties, You, and 90s, he and a you, you know he was there opening night for like <laughs> Gremlins Seven.
2: Yeah. Um, I saw all the Emmanuels. You know that movie franchise? I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. The soft porn thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've seen. It. I've seen the first. This one. guy's like I've got a whole box of Red Shoe Diaries the <laughs> You guys don't know shit about Red uh, Shoe Diaries, boy. Oh,
2: night show do. moves fast. 14-year-old's <laughs> dream back in the 80s and 90s. Um, were like who are your idols growing up? I'm like Shannon Tweed, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you know come on, right? <laughs> Is that your idol? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh all right, we're talking about Alex Pereira and Sean Strickland, uh BC your level of interest for the fight, candidly, because we talked about Very why high. people are kind of dismissing the main event. Yeah. the
2: UFC is putting this like number one contenders yeah. fight right on the card. Like, like the, if you're gonna if you're gonna make that fight, and you get a chance to make it, and this would be the chance if if Padeda can get another victory and against a guy this level yeah. who's red hot, who seems like he's ready to try to max out and find out how great he can be, um, you do that. So that that raises the stakes so much mm. because without that hook he's not at that spot. Yeah. The question we all need answering and it's hard to really guess up to this point cuz he's shown us a lot of bit of great and a little bit of okay is like is he great or did he just have a couple great finishes after looking kind of average? Like how good is Alex Padeda? And I ask you there. Chuck, I punt on this mostly because you like live in the same area as this guy. The, you you guys may hang out. I don't know. I don't hang out with him, okay. Um I don't know. Like has he proven enough yet that the no. that outside of the threat of the highlight reel knockout that, that there's a game planning threat where he
1: can no, take but over I feel like that that's kind of what this is. I think that this that's the matchup he's getting. If he's able to go in there and do this finish Strickland, like you said, on a on a big winning streak, kind of leave it emphatically, that's just beautiful for the UFC because you and as long as long as Izzy takes care of his work, right? Like, but that's just the most beautiful setup because I do believe that that is the most exciting contender. Coming up because of that backstory. It's a great and backstory. All that stuff. I just really believe that when we're talking about Israel Adesanya, um, is he as big as you know all that stuff we we're talking about? I feel like that's the guy that they could plug in and use that story to just blow it up, you know, to blow up his star and everything else. So that would be the ideal scenario. Chaos always reigns in MMA, so it's like I don't know what'll really happen, but man, it's a it's soon. This is very soon. This could go horribly wrong for Alex Pereira because he's going against a guy like Sean Strickland who just. Takes the life out of people in there. Perfect you know what pivoting I mean? question.
2: Like, Luke is Sean Strickland like a Chris Weidman in the making here? Is he like is 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 he? I know their game is different, but like it took me a while to wake up and go, oh yeah, Chris Weidman really is has a chance to win this championship, and because he was always so steady, but maybe not unspectacular, you know, maybe not spectacular on a consistent basis. And Strickland's been unspectacular right. outside of the things he said, but he's pretty damn consistent. He goes out there and he grinds. He grinds. Um, am I? And Am that I seems over- like a looking vulnerable- a future That's title contender or champion The vulnerability
1: to a Valsperer. Where's the I like, ceiling? I feel like loop. he's vulnerable to that sort Yeah, of yeah. Thing.
0: the thing has been interesting about Sh- uh, Strickland's development is he's really well-rounded. He has phenomenal takedown defense, like, 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 like yeah. genuinely awesome takedown defense. And he can strike too, but he doesn't, the criticism is online, yeah. such as you want to give it any life is that there's just not a lot of, it's not offensively dynamic. It doesn't really create right. a whole lot of threats. It lands, and it counts, and it matters, and it's very defensively sound, but it's kind of not reserved, but it's a little bit of, of the, uh, the back foot, so to speak. <laughs> um, but it's busy with the leg kicks yeah. and whatnot, too. It's highly effective, and you know, that, that there is, I think, some validity to the, to the, the results speak to that, I think, a little bit. But dude, to, to your point, like, you have a lot of different ways that main event and then that feature fight could go, the two middleweight contests, where all of their plans could get totally blown yeah, up I in agree. a lot of different directions. Like what it, you know, I think the UFC would obviously rather have yeah. Pereira as a title contender, which is why they fast tracked him here. If Strickland wins, dude, his win streak is impressive. Is, he, is
2: this a number one contender fight?
0: Um, Got to be close. Right? Pretty close. Pretty gotta goddamn be- close, dude. And if he does the impossible himself against Pereira, everyone's like, "Oh, he can't finish." Well, what if he does, right? It's right? MMA shit happens like this all the time. Well, dude, you're having a very different conversation at that point.
2: Has Pereira's? Um, Explosiveness fully transferred to MMA in your eyes? Um,
0: no. He's a little more vulnerable. The cage is a big game changer. Uh, takedown defense mm. is a big game changer. It makes the clinch a whole lot different for him. Yeah. Um, and you know the stuff at range, guys. Use a little. They're, they're staying a little bit further apart. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of uh, you know different defenses and whatnot that they employ. Obviously, with the lack of the smaller gloves or the, the use of the smaller gloves. But you know, it's still he is quite obviously very gifted yeah. uh, and 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 a super dangerous threat. Yeah. You
1: mentioned is he like 205, like going to 205 if there's not there. But if Alex Padilla wins and he's there and and Izzy wins, I mean that's that's, that's just talking. that's just.
0: Slam dunk to do. it. You're right. just
1: printing money at that point, right? I think so. And so
0: man. let me ask you, so getting back to the original conversation, so if like, we are very much speculating, but if Pereira, Pereira, and Izzy were fighting, and Izzy got something like that, do you believe that's the kind, I guess the question I'm getting back to is, is that yeah. the kind of transformative win that you believe is missing?
1: It, it, I think that's the something setup. Something like that? I think because it's so enough. much of this, so, so much of this plays out in prospect and hype, right? Like, And I feel like that would be the event where you care about, the guy challenging enough, just because I think he's got that kind of shine to him. Especially if he goes in there and does something spectacular, finishes Strickland, I really believe he would then have that 100%. On the same card, if he calls him out and all that stuff, I mean, I just feel like that would be a big moment for Izzy, a bigger moment than these other guys who are, you know, they should, be. They should like you're mentioning, there's no reason to say that Kananir is not a threat. Like there's no reason to think that he's not really the guy or something like that. But they're not big names and for some reason, just has, I think it's just the backstory, right? Like, and yeah, I mean, training knocked, he knocked well, out. Yeah, he knocked him out and have that that tape, everything. Like, I just feel like that that
2: would be the guy. I, but I disagree. You I know. think it has to be next because he's not young, Pedetta. I think he's like 34, 35. No, yeah, he's up there and a little bit. there's, you still can never fully trust somebody who's coming from a different dominant skill set, late and trying to make the adjustment. Like, even he can win this fight. I think there's a scenario in which he can win this fight but yet didn't fully answer our questions. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you you don't know who can solve this guy, and, and, and you know, it could happen in any fight. So if you can get him in there against Izzy and make this backstory matter, that's the time you do it. Yeah. You don't mess around. You don't mess around, and that's no, why you they don't make the big The Strickland
0: battle. fight is an interesting fight for the UFC to book, though, because on the one hand, clearly, you know, Strickland, by the way, deserves a top tier mm. opponent, and, uh, you know, Pereira is the one being fast-tracked here. Let's be clear about that. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting, because Strickland's style, to your point, for an opponent's offense can be quite deflating. right? He can deflate their yes. own offense by the way in which he is so defensively good and can create its neutrality in a lot of different scenarios that would otherwise be threatening. Dude, it's like not only could Pareto lose, but he yes. could be made to look like...
1: Well, this, that's stand- I mean, I feel like totally that's, that's, the de- most, his stock. that's the most likely scenario, actually, I think. Hmm. I think that that's the, the one I can envision easiest is that he just gets taken out of his game, becomes a very lackluster showing, and he just it loses three rounds. The thing, so thing is, I just feel
0: know. like Pareto's going to force a fight out of him. I, so. I, I think that's. I mean, think that's the
2: hope entertainment wise for sure, but yeah. I, that's the best way we're going to get our questions answered. Seriously, for if sure. we can yeah. get... I don't want to just see like... Pededa's weaknesses get exposed and he loses. I want to see him That's go on swing. Yeah. You know, you want to see him. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right, Misha Tate taking on Lauren Murphy. Dude,
2: this is a sleeper, right? Dude, BC this loves this fight. You like this. You because, because
0: I don't hate it. I like but it. it. But to
2: be fair, the same reasoning. Look, Pededa's <laughs> a small window with age and, yeah. and volatility. You have got to make that fight for Misha Tate to make her against Shevchenko for the title. There's a small window here. She beat, she wins this against Lauren Murphy who just fought for the title and is still considered, you know, very much the the upper end. Dude, Tate's right in a title shot. And I don't care if we all, <laughs> if we're all going to, like, not only will we pick against her, we may pick against her bad because Shevchenko's just that ridiculous. That's at least a fight, right? Yeah. That's a marketable fight. There's something there. That's true. Um, how do we get there, though? This is this is going to be an interesting fight. I, I don't know if the weight... Cutting down the weight against this level opponent is going to be a factor. Will we see more wrestling heavy Tate or striking heavy? Like, what do you care about this fight on the level to even talk about it and break it down? I'm, I'm sure. you look like a motherfucker. Excited
1: to see no, I just tune you out. Sorry, you were, you were talking. <laughs> I was dangerous. Do
2: you look at Tate as a threat to the 125 pound title or only as a marketable B side?
1: A marketable B side, okay, really? Yeah, you think her best days are behind her? I think so, but um. I just don't think that she's like the, the game itself. Like she was one of those pioneers of the early ilk who was very good. I still think she's added stuff, but I think that the some of the the fighters now are just better. Like I just think that they, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they the, have it's the, the they, women's MMA is yeah, leveled it's, up. It's evolved it's to that up. extent. So yeah, it's leveled up. So I just. I'm not sure she's. Dude, the, we sure.
0: don't talk about it like we don't ever like take a moment to stop and say it. And this has been true for some time. I'm not like declaring some new truth, but it's worth saying out loud. Like the wrestling in women's MMA has. Oh God. Is so much better yeah. than when I started covering it. Like it's not. It's night, and it's true in the men's game too. But like it really deserves to be credited. The modernization of yeah. the women's MMA, MMA game is happening rapidly. Um, long overdue, but it's great.
2: You know, I hope Tate um, can make the weight and be a factor here, but that's asking a lot at this point in her also, career. Also, she had a weird coaching a, split, too. She has a much, has yeah, a much bigger frame muscularly, which sometimes can be hard to cut. I mean, I don't know how, how easy or hard she anticipates this to be, but uh, obviously name-wise, she gets a win here. I mean, Murphy's name still matters. Is it a yeah. style matchup wise Do you, you think this is a winnable fight here for me? For, her, for Misha, yeah, I think she
1: could win this fight. Um, I just don't know if she, if she can go on to win a title. Yeah, and At this point. What right, but, but let's think about like, the long term. Can plans we stop
2: here? pretending that, that Valentina isn't like an alien, like in, a, in an all time royalty, freaking great? Might end up retiring as like the goat, whether anyone actually cares. <laughs> Dude, Valentina, like we used to just be like, yeah, no one has a chance against Valentina. Now we're like, no, she's a she's a superhero. Like yeah.
0: she's yeah. Well, this is it though, right? Because you t- you guys talk about Izzy missing something from the popularity factor. Okay, I you know mm. I somewhat know what you mean, but I somewhat also disagree. However, it's very true for Shevchenko. She is oh, not. Oh yeah, 100. She is not. She is as good as she is, and there is zero dispute about it. You cannot credibly claim she's a, one of the UFC's bigger popular attractions. That's not true. Uh, so there's a gap there. She's gaining
2: there. more respect, though, through, like, yes, it's coming. respect it, level is so high 100%, 100%, everywhere. 100%, it's
0: percent right, But it's a slow burn, yeah. popularized, yeah. a slow burn. Misha Tate could potentially act as a much faster catalyst.
2: As a Molotov yeah, yeah, cocktail, yeah. right?
0: Okay, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean... The silliest... Yeah. I God. mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I,
2: mean, I got Watergate jokes too, if you're interested. All right. Yeah. Tell me your Atari jokes. <laughs> all person. right. All right. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, also on the card, there is Sean O'Malley in the in the Sean opener O'Malley. of the main card yeah. against. By the way, saying he was never going to take tough fights, I realized that you know the contract situation is a little bit different now, but uh, because of pay issues, dude, Pedro Munoz is yeah. a super tough
1: He's fight. He's a man's man. He's a tough. super tough fight. What do you think? You like that fight for Sean or not? I do like the fight for Sean, but I, do, I 100% see it as a, his toughest fight to date. And he fought Cheeto Vera, who we now have an evolved idea about Cheeto Vera. For, you know what I mean? Like how that happens sometimes where you're like, well, he's going to beat Cheeto Vera. He's a huge favorite in that fight. Now Cheeto's gone on the same. But I do think that Pedro, it's the guys who get the shot like that too, who are very good, and they know that they've been overlooked in their career. You know, for whatever reason, they have some big victories, but they're going against this new toy that the UFC has. He's going to want to go out there and put the a beating on him. You know yes. what I mean? Well, then, and then I just me, I feel like he that can motivation make, is he gonna can make, be huge.
0: In terms of popularity, like Munoz is in bigger fights to be, he's had he's had big fights, big name opponents, but in terms of popularity factor, this might yeah. be his biggest two. So, so this is I the key so.
2: question. If he does if he goes out there, and this this could be the toughest fight, it could be a trap fight, it could be anything once we see it. But let's say O'Malley goes out there, does O'Malley things, wears Munoz down, and then like just stops him, you know? It's mm-hmm. just a beat down. And you know, sells it with the Dan. Does does the full but Sean you O'Malley would, I package? Like he
1: would do all of that if he, if
2: he. Does he start getting the McGregor treatment in terms of the fast tracking and the brand building? And you're like, how no, soon to get a title shot? Or, no, he's or, or, not
0: the McGregor thing. No, he's not. He's a. He's too alternative, right? He's tie-dye. So. Okay, okay but I'm, not, I'm not
2: not not an apples for apples That's That's comparison, point, but yeah. like, he's. Would you Would you put the machine around him? Is really what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I see. Would you start getting? Grooming him to, you know, I mean, they groomed, to be fair, McGregor hit them and was the real deal. They, you know, they groomed him to be, you know, they they, they would have
1: more reason to do that now, especially because I do think like it's a, you know, pay-per-view, people are paying attention, International Fight Week, all that stuff. I think that the spotlight would be big on him, but they've already kind of tried it once. Like they were selling, I remember they sent out, Tie dye shirts with O'Malley. I don't know if you guys got one, like, they were just no, sending them out no, to everybody. I, I, trust me, the UFC doesn't send me. They were yeah. sending all this all I got shit was was out. The, they were the sending the shit Schooper,
2: out. the M&M Oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. She-
1: It was around that same time. Hey, shout out so to Chase were, Hooper. Uh, yeah, yes. She, yes, Chase not, Hooper. very nice kid, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. But, uh, I mean, they've kind of tried to throw it behind before, and then you get, you know, you get the Cheeto Vera thing or whatever. I do believe that they will do that, though. I think that they, I don't think they'll fast track him, but they'll find a good fight for him to kind of do I mean, why a, wouldn't you? What are you waiting uh, for now? The,
0: the, the, the longstanding criticism, in which he somewhat has justified by virtue of saying, listen, yes, they might not be the biggest opponents, but like my contract being what it is, I'm gonna fight I'm gonna fight. Okay, well now he's fighting like a no bullshit guy. <laughs> Yeah. Like Pedro Munoz is not a bullshit
1: guy. Like that is 100%. a real fighter, dangerous guillotine. He has like a good resume of beating legends in the game. Oh. By the way, <laughs> fights fight bravely. Yeah. Right.
2: Uh, probably be know. jacked in like into his mid sixties. Like he's Battle, just one of those dudes. <laughs> Battle <laughs>
0: tested. Like I mean, Pedro Munoz is a very difficult fighter. Like fight sired
2: multiple families. Like just a man's man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does he have a harem as well? Jeez.
0: um. So the thing I wanted to say is, if if for Munoz the the gain is quite obvious, but I have to say for Sean O'Malley, I think the reason I love this fight is, I am always, you have to be reflexively a little bit skeptical of uh, young fighters who Mm. make an instant splash with the fan base, which isn't to say that you shouldn't trust the the reason why they're popular, but my caution is always, don't make the popularity early tantamount to skill. They're not directly tied. Yeah. Yes. You see it with Patty Pimblett, who is very, very That's good. 100%. But and I and I'm being clear, he is very talented, he could go very far. I'm saying slow your roll. Let's see him properly develop. I've had the exact same view about Sean O'Malley. Dude, okay. Thanks. Well the jury's in a little bit. Sean O'Malley's Fucking good, like he's really, really talented. His timing, his
2: movement. But then what's the contract situation?
0: So No, no, I'm not worried about that, but my one criticism is the one that I do think is, how relevant, I don't know, but Mm -hmm. the jury's still out, I'll say, this part is. It's a tough division, you have to be durable in it. I do wonder if there might be some durability that issues. 100%. Not oh, yeah. is is saying big. I know, saying right. the jury's no,
2: no, no. Those concerns are absolutely legitimate, and just with mixed with the overall concern of has he faced enough competition, elite competition to let you know exactly who he is, and that's not true yet. We don't know exactly who he is, but do you think the UFC, depending on where his contract is at, where, I don't know how many fights he has left, but there's gonna come a standoff at some point, right? a negotiation, there's gonna become some moment do you think they overpay for his potential because he just might end up being the real deal? I don't, and, I don't think it's worth about UFC overpaying. So no. Or do you think even <laughs> they draw a line and say, go, go? T- if it comes down to him looking at the other suitors and, and getting legitimate offers from the rival companies, if it comes down to that, do, no, would I, they, I No, I don't think they would. They let interest. him go. That's really what I'm asking you.
0: I, I mean, they can, right, Chuck? They can dispense yeah. with anybody, but they want. They want to work yeah, together, right?
1: They want to work with him. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that they would... That is one gain of their back guys. A lot of, here's what I'm saying.
2: They like him, you know? He can gain back a lot of leverage with a stoppage win, right? He can gain back that, oh, yeah. like... It'd be, it would be behoove of any, everyone for him to get a stoppage. Dude, he's going to land on Pedro.
0: like. Oh, he yeah. Is, he is. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, even uh, Who was it this week, Chuck? Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, yeah. That way as we record this anyway, I would give that away. Stupid me. <laughs> but uh, it was had, like, reluctant
1: praise for him. It was like, yeah. dude, i got to admit, he's good. Yeah, he is good. He is very good. He is talented. good. When you're watching him... Like you said, his, his, his striking from outside and um, the way he can pick these guys apart is almost sublime because it's slowing down for him. It's like slow motion. You can see him landing his shots exactly how he wants to, and he just has that dynamic personality. But I agree with you, man. I'm like, the durability is the biggest one. Like, if he got hurt in there again, nobody would be surprised. There's, there would be, like, a very familiar groan, wouldn't it? Like, you'd be like, oh, God, here we go again. I feel like that's his biggest hurdle. It's not even just the escalation of talent or where he's going to end up, I think he just has to show that he can hang in there and, and fight his style and come out of it unscathed, you know, besides a fight. But like getting injuries because of that. You know, doing an do interview off his back with Joe. No, you know. we don't. I no. don't think
2: we have enough data to know for sure. No, right? we don't I mean, know for sure, but it's at
0: least worth asking. Because, like, think about it. You're like, oh, well, how big a factor is it? Dude, Chito Vera is the yeah. most durable human I think I've ever seen in my life. It matters. It keeps him in fights. He is, yes, super skilled. He is reborn under Jason Perillo. And his last win yeah. was tremendous. He's been winning for a while at this point. But he also has the ability to tolerate extraordinary amounts of pocket pressure yeah. in ways that a lot of other fighters don't. So, conversely, not everyone's gonna be suited for that. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
2: Speaking of pocket pressure, I'm looking into this uh, Macy Barber-Jessica Eye fight. It could be a crossroads fight at 125. I mean, are we gonna exit this Chuck going, here we go, (laughs) evil, here we go. I mean, is this just, uh, thank you for your service on the way out, let's feed the old to the young. What do we got going here? Is this, what's gonna look like?
1: Man, you gotta look at the upside of Macy Barber. But I don't know, at this point, I feel like just guys on borrowed time, like, and, you know, like, she's just kind of, I'm not trying, you know, not, I just don't. It's
0: not, it's not an easy fight. Macy Barber, like, fight. you know, she had the, 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 the losses there, and I think a lot of people wrote her off as like, oh. And know. she
1: was supposed to beat Roxanne, right? Like, so, yeah. you see fights like that, so you just never know, like. But, dude, she's,
0: man. she's rebounded. Like, Oh, yeah, 100%. She's looked, I, think
1: she, I thought Maverick beat her, but. It was close. Yeah, sometimes they have you have to have a fight like that Roxanne one to kind of really fully focus in on a fight. Yeah, she was yeah. so young,
2: so I, I mean, think, we, I think we've taken some sort of L's as a young man to oh, yeah. to become oh, yeah. who we are today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why my feet tell the story of my life. That's why my cauliflower toes we don't we don't disrespect toes. them. You know, you go up to Wanderlei <laughs> Silva and be <laughs> like, see, nice ears, bro. You see, no, you it's don't just, do that. It's just
0: fungus. <laughs> That's all it is. It's no, it's, it's it's
2: bruising. It's uh, it's storytelling. It's
0: art.
1: You know. Jack, you want to plug anything? What you got going on? Not really, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Don't I show up on this show like for Trump, the paper. Remember when people used to there.
2: read writing? You're the best in the game, and you probably
1: still are. <laughs> I should there. write more. Uh, I do have a site, themyth.com, M-I-T-H, yes. uh, which I have not been writing in enough. Uh, I've got that, and then the uh, the MMA, the Ringer MMA show with, with High uh, Road with boy, Helwani, with, uh, yes. yes, and Petey, oh, right? And Petey Carroll, yeah. yes. So that's well, how is Petey? He's great. Very he thinks you don't like him, but uh, I like
0: Petey. Uh, Why
2: would I not like Pizzy? I
1: don't P-Z? know. You tell him.
2: Exactly. Yeah, why don't I you try think, to tell him he's insecure. Yeah, why don't you come hey, clean?
0: Hey, Peetzy, put the camera on me. <laughs> put the camera on me. OK, any day, production. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: well, they're, not working, dude. Right. they're not working. They're not
1: working. I love you, bro. <laughs> this will mean a lot. You, you, you think that this will mean a lot to him? It's See gonna you mean soon a lot. Boy.
2: Hey, Petey, let's bang. No, to exactly. I think he's, I a, like he's a bigger. A lot
1: he's on today. that show with me, but I think this is his favorite show. I don't know. I just get that feeling. He wants to be on the show very. Much. Well, if, I'm just okay, telling you
0: guys. If Petey is ever, uh, I don't, you know, I don't think they're gonna send us to Ireland. No, candidly, but he'll be out here again. But if they, if you come out here, open invitation. All right. Open invitation. There you go. See. There you See go. people. I don't understand people. I've, I like people. I don't I've never,
1: never said a bad word. What do people think you don't like them, Luke? I don't know what to do. I is.
0: don't like you or him. That's, <laughs> both both of you are fine. I actually thought you liked him. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. Him, God, <laughs> get him the fuck out. All right, UFC two seventy six. It's gonna be a wild one. That's Brian Campbell. That's Chuck Mendenhall. Luke Thomas here. This has been Morning Combats. UFC two seventy six pre fight pre game whatever the fuck we call it. We like menu.